You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast, comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. All right, everybody. Welcome back. It's your friends at Kapow, the pop culture podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. Seth. Who wants to relive 2020? Oh, my God. Let's do it. <laughs> well, hey, the Oscars just happened. It's Oscar season, which normally happens a lot earlier in the year, but it's been an odd few months. So we are still in the midst of awards season. Uh, but who cares who won Best Picture and Best Whatever? We're doing our something annualist Poobah Award. Okay, Dino. Lights. He must be joking. Oh, no, he's quite serious. And this is only the introduction. When are you going to face facts? People are sick of your films. Now I know what they mean by a captive audience. Speak, oh, exalted grand Poobah. Must be that cookie hat he's wearing. And now for our feature attraction, the Pooh Bar. Favorite awards. I am not a fanatic. I forgot to count up how many times we've actually done this. I don't know. Five enough. Or six or seven. Yeah. Enough that it's an annual. <laughs> yeah, at the end of every year, our movie expert, Seth, has a list compiled of all his favorite films of the year. We're going to do it a little bit different this year. We're not going to drone on. I don't know if the movies were of the quality that each one needs <laughs> uh, spotlighted for uh, five or six minutes. But Well, there weren't there weren't nearly as many movies in I saw more than I ever have, actually. Oh, wow. I saw a lot. Because most of them were available at home. Like, yeah. I, you know, so many more were available... To not, you know, not having to leave the house. So I actually saw 36 movies this year, which is pretty good for me. From 2020. Yep. I saw 67. There were some of those were fun ass documentaries. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do do what we just did with the three quills. Yeah. So if. If you're not a patron and you may not be familiar with this new format, new rules on how we how we're gonna do this. For but, now anyway. Yeah. So until we get bored of it too. <laughs> until we get bored of it too, yes. Where uh, we are drafting our basically our picks. There's a that doesn't really describe it well, but the there's this kind of weighted number of picks and you know the value if somebody gets the first pick, well, maybe they don't get as many picks. So we uh, we count it down. We try to. We don't know what the other person's going to pick. We're going to try to collaborate to make a good list of the top movies of 2020 while getting in what we want and crushing the other one under our heel. <laughs> and we don't know what the other person's going to pick. Some of us don't know what we're going to pick till the. It gets becomes our turn, right? True. Because I, I got a list here, but who knows where I, where where it's gonna go? 
It's true. Well, you're not going to get all your stuff on here because like he saw 30 some movies. I saw 60 some. We're only going to pick seven movies between the two of us. I tried to go to 10 guys, but he, he wouldn't let it. Be. If you would have <laughs> called me earlier, let me know that earlier. I might've figured the math on that, but I only have it figured for seven. <laughs> okay. So, we're not winging it. This is too nope. important. Nope. This is it. And we have to determine who gets which set of picks. One person will get picks seven, six, four, and two. And one, the other person will get five, three, and one. It's not those picks. It's what ranking. Mm-hmm. The, fit, the first, third, and fifth best movies and the second, fourth, sixth, and seventh best movies. Count them down from seven to one. And we will each get a veto. We'll get to... If we don't like something somebody picked at a certain position, we can veto that pick and they have to replace it. But they may, it doesn't take it off the board. If they, if, if one of us says something at seven and we, the other person says it shouldn't be there, we veto it. That doesn't mean it goes away forever. They may just turn around and put it there at six, but maybe I vetoed it because I wanted it at one. Ooh. So you say one veto, we get two vetoes. One, one veto. One, only one each. Veto. One each. The power last of time. veto. That's all you got I last thought, time. I thought we had yeah. two last time and didn't use either. Nope. Everybody had one. Um, hmm. Cliff is going to ask us a trivia question based on 2020 films. And I don't know. We'll just yell it out if we know it. Right, right, right. So, okay. So here we go. Trivia question, right? In Judd Apatow's comedy, Pete Davidson played the king of... Staten Island. There it is. <laughs> Boom. Now, is that a movie you watched? Yeah, that's on the list. Okay. Um, I wasn't sure if you guys, if, if either one of you had uh, had actually seen that. So. Yeah, this is one of those deals, though, where I, I fell into the trap of wanting to get the trivia question right, and I... Really didn't want to pick. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to receive or are you going to kick up? Mm. See, I want to say get more of my movies on the list. Yeah. But if I try to get that number one movie, it might I might just be saving something Jordan was going to pick anyway. Hmm. Huh. I ooh, that hurts. That hurts. Riff there, Jordan. What's your thoughts? What are you thinking? I like you not knowing what I'm thinking. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) No, I said before, like, uh, I don't know how much overlap we have. Because the top five movies in my list may not be in your top 20. I don't know. So Mm. I'm... I'm wondering if we, because Cliff and I, when we did our last one with the threequels, we we had a pretty agreeable mm-hmm. uh, list because there, you know, there's there's only so many good <laughs> third right. films. So this... Right, right. So yeah, in that case, we didn't have. Um, I, I guess I will say, I think we had a lot of similar movies on our list between us. So there. We kind of knew, or at least had an idea, what we were, what right. was what was to be expected with it. So. Especially at the very top. So I, right. th- I don't know what's going to end up at the top of this one. All right. Well, 
in that case, you scared me off. I'm going to try to get more picks here. And I'm going to pick column B, <laughs> 7642. So that means I get the first pick here, the seventh best movie of 2020. I'm going to decide what that is. Pressure's on. Several of these on here that I don't think you've even seen. So if I want to get it, get them on here, I gotta just say. Yeah, Let's... that's another wrinkle that I'm. I'm. There's gonna be some I obviously don't pick. Yeah. Just for the just for the fact that I haven't seen them. So. All right. Um. My number seven is a fun ass documentary called Boys State. I will skip the part where I brag for three minutes about how great and cool I am. Seeing as we are all qualified young men of skill and character. People like that stuff. People like that stuff a lot. Some people say they're a sports junkie. I say I'm a politics junkie. The harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. I'm playing this like a game. I would like very much to win. I love it, boys. I love it. Where are you from? I come from a very modest family. Uh, I'm on the course to be the first one to graduate from high school. I'm a progressive person, and I'm in a room full of mostly conservative people. Our masculinity shall not be infringed. I've never seen so many white people ever. I feel like everybody has a secret underlying need for bipartisanship. A message of unity, as good as it sounds, is not winning anyone any elections. Primary polls are now open. Get yourselves ready for a turbulent election. Whatever happens to you, best of luck. You win, I support you fully. My name is Steven Garza, and I'm running for governor. Let's get some applause because... As to the political views, voice of my speech. Sometimes you gotta say what you gotta say in an attempt to win. I think he's a fantastic politician. But I don't think a fantastic politician is a compliment either. We're gonna do shock and awe. It's gonna be awesome. I want y'all to take out your phones and go on Instagram. Everyone, come on. Oh my God. It's from, uh, it was on Apple TV Plus this year. And it's a experiment they have every year, apparently, where they get a thousand 17 year old boys in texas and they build a representative government from the ground up and i know they do this in different parts of the united states but it's a student government type exercise political science exercise where they come in and campaign and you know try to run for different office and then they vote you know they do go through the whole process to try to uh get people interested in politics but and i almost didn't watch it because i was so i mean we've we've been inundated with politics and you know you don't really want to even see any more than you have to (laughs) anymore but i was interested to watch this and i i was glad i did because even though it was set in texas and it really worried me what i was going to be dealing with or you're going to have a lot of you know it comes with a little stigma, you know, you think you're going to get 
a very right wing area and you do you do but it did give you some hope throughout that there are people sprinkled in here and there and it's just a really well-made documentary they they follow certain individuals throughout the process and you have to get like so many signatures to be able to be nominated and so on and so forth and, and uh there's you know some rising stars in there as far as just you know people that may become politicians in the future or just that you know hearten you to the future uh, I, I i guess i i should have known that some of uh Texas is, you know, like Austin is a very democratic city and most of the cities are, but, um, yeah. Anyway, but there was people just like, rah, rah, I'm not going to let them take away my guns. And boy, that sure can get you a lot of votes. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's, uh, there's some people just running on some pretty slim platforms that, and that's all it takes. And there's, uh, there's some really smart, thoughtful individuals though. in it that, make it a definite must see if you have a chance that is boys state on apple tv plus i know you had mentioned that at one point i know we have spoken about it briefly because i i believe my older brother did a version of that in oh, uh, yeah. here in ohio so i i'm at least familiar with the concept of it it would have been i'm sure they do it in other places but it would have made a lot more sense if there had been girls it's like why was it only boys girls and politics i know it was just like why is this just guys it was kind of weird so i get to pick again i get to turn right around and put another pick in here well this is tough this is tough I am going to pick the controversial movie of the year, I believe. I even went back and forth a little bit on it, but it's definitely a thinker is Promising Young Woman. My assistant tells me that you're interested in resuming med school. I left under unusual circumstances. You remember the accusations made against Alexander Monroe? I don't. He took a girl back to his room. You know, we get accusations like this all the time. So it's a he said, she said situation. What would you have me do? Ruin a young man's life? Was it reported? Yes. Do you know who she spoke to? You. Well, the doctor's here. It's every guy's worst nightmare getting accused like that. Really? Can you guess what every woman's worst nightmare is? <laughs> could easily have been my number one but there's a couple other things i like better ended up liking better on rewatch but 
This was the movie with uh, Carrie Mulligan, and uh, where she is a young woman haunted by a tragedy in her past and takes revenge on the predatory men unlucky enough to cross her path. Um, have you guys seen the previews for this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of the few uh, Oscar-nominated multiple oscar nominees i have it's cra- crazy to, to me that it, it was oscar nominated like yeah. i'm surprised it really sticks out it's not the type of movie that it normally seems would seems like it's you know if this was made five six years ago it would have just been a thriller yeah yeah and now it's like now it's a, a timely statement, <laughs> statement yeah. movie yeah yeah basically she it, from the trailer you get the vibe that she is like going out to bars and acting drunk and men you know, waiting for someone to basically like roofie or drink, or drink or take advantage her, of her in some way. May, pro- probably not even necessarily that bad, but but basically trying trying to take advantage of girls, and she wants to Wait, uh, waiting for McLovin to make a mistake. Exactly, he he does. <laughs> McLovin goes a little too far, but she's great in it. I love Carrie Mulligan, and she's excellent in this. Bo Burnham's in it. He's good. Allison Brie. Um, it's it's got Clancy Brown, Jennifer Coolidge, Laverne Cox. It's a it's a really good movie, and some it takes a turn in the third act that turned a lot of people off. And like Nick watched it with me, and he was like, "I liked it till that," and I and I you know thought about it for a couple of days and came back and kind of told him what I thought and. You know, a lot of people, after you reflect on it, you get why it had to end the way it did. And I, I really loved it. I think it's a good movie. I'll definitely check it out again. I recommend it. It's fun as heck to watch. And um, it's just, it's a colorful, timely movie that is fun and doesn't go how you would think. So that is Promising Young Woman, Oscar hmm. nominated. Yeah, it's, I, I haven't seen it, so I, I'm not going to veto it. Um, and I, it's one I definitely want to see and I'm uh, intrigued by. All right. It's your time. All right. To so, I, so just as of this afternoon, I just had a list of all the movies I'd seen. Right. And I hadn't done anything with them. And the way I kind of sort them, because it's really hard for me to rank one above another. So... I start out by putting them in four categories. I have great, very good, good enough, and meh. So I only (laughs) have... You just took the good enoughs, and that's what you're using. Well, I only have six greats. Okay. So of those, I only get to pick three of them. So there's no use even looking at the bottom, you know, eight-tenths of my list here. So, And of my top six, you would probably veto at least... (laughs) <laughs> oh, I can't wait to whip out Vita. All right, so I'm gonna just start with never, rarely, sometimes, always. I didn't see you at school today. I went to the doctor. What's wrong? Girl problems. Don't you ever just wish you were a dude all the time? This is the most magical sound you will ever hear. Down beneath the ashes and stones. I'm just not ready to be a mom. 
Where else could you go? Nowhere in Pennsylvania. I think you should try another place. You going to New York? What are you doing there? Seeing family and stuff. Used to be on Who came with you today? My cousin. Do you have a place to stay tonight? I know you came from far away. I'll figure it out. This area's closed. Do not sleep here. Where's the rest of the money? La, 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 la. I want to make sure that you're safe. La, 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 la. I know this is hard. This was the movie about the young girl from Pennsylvania who is trying to get an abortion and has to, you know, runs into roadblocks in her small hometown in rural Pennsylvania and has to go to New York. So her cousin goes with her and the two young actresses, they're fairly unknown before this. Sydney Flanagan and Talia Ryder are terrific. And I, just by the description, it's the it's the abortion road trip movie. Doesn't quite explain what this is and how emotional it is, because that that could be a TV movie, that could be a lifetime movie, that could be anything. But it doesn't it doesn't go into the melodrama of what happened. You know why is she struggling with the idea? It just it's just kind of focusing on this girl, and she just seems like she could be any girl from any any hometown. And you don't really get an explanation of what happened, you know, why she's making this decision. You, you just have to accept that she is. And there's a scene pretty far into it where she she's getting the... Don't, the, don't spoil it. Well, it's, I'm just you know, being vague. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Have you seen this one? Yes. Okay. But, it, like, there's a questionnaire. And the camera... And she asked, you know, the... Do you never, rarely, sometimes, or always? That's where the title comes from. And the camera just sits on her face. And it is, and she's just trying to answer these questions. And you you get a hint of what's going on there. And it's heartbreaking. And just an amazing scene of just two people talking, basically. So I just, it's just a little slice of life. You know, just them walking around New York, trying to scrape together some money for bus fare and all this stuff. And I said, it just whatever side of the issue you're on it, it draws sympathy for these girls and how few choices they have to make and the world around them every interaction they have the guys on the bus are being creepy with them people on the street are you know the, the guys are a little you know just give me your number baby just give me your number that that kind of like just it's not there's no over the top drama they're not attacked you know they're not whatever you know something crazy that a meteor doesn't crash from the sky but it's just the everyday struggles i think a young especially female would go through that's, and especially in this situation so that's what i i would equate it to kind of what i was saying with promising young woman that not everybody's roofy in your drink yeah but if you are a woman out there which you know it's part in us we for even thinking we're like we can talk about this but <laughs> but uh I, I can only guess, and it, through these movies, I can see and get maybe a slight reflection into the life, what life is like to 
constantly be hit on and just guys trying to find a way to use you in some way for some sort of thrill. And yeah, there's, there's, it's a constant barrage when you really want, look at that movie. It just like everyone they deal with, it seems like is wanting something from them. And because they are in need of, you know, help to get to accomplish what they came there to do. And because it's so, there's so much red tape involved that, you know, they're having to deal with these people to get what they need. And, and the, one of the best parts of me was just where the girl reaches around the, I think it's a telephone pole or whatever. And it's just like holding her hand and that yeah, one scene. Yeah. just like, just, it was excellent. I how it, I don't think it was nominated for anything. It bugs the heck out of me. Uh, the independent spirit awards. I was just watching it nominated it for a couple things. I don't think it even won that, but I think it's just a small movie. It's not, it's not going to blow you away, but yeah, just, you know, walk a mile in someone else's shoes. It's, it's nice to do that once in a while and, and think about things from another perspective. Really good movie. All right. I get picked number four here. This so no, movie. no vetoes yet. No vetoes. Just, well, just a reminder to the listener. Yeah. I don't know if, if we're going to find something we really fight tooth and nail about before we're going to use these vetoes. <laughs> I think I tried. That's why I don't want to put it at 10, 10 movies because we'll never do it. We have too much room. Yeah. Um. Okay. So remember years ago, that's how long we've been doing this years ago. I, we did a list of our favorite heroes and of course my number one was captain america do you remember what number two was underdog nope no i i led you down a path describing a type of hero and had it was was um was pretty sure i could yeah, I'm pretty sure I'd convinced you it was Sherlock Holmes, and then I pulled the rug out from under you. Oh, Encyclopedia Brown. That's right, Encyclopedia Brown. Um, I love Encyclopedia Brown. Those are my favorite books when I was a kid. You know, just read them all. Those simple stories you could you could read and try to figure them out before he revealed, you know, what Bugs Mean he did. You know, and it was those were great. I. I always buy those for the kids you know those are excellent well anyway there is a movie that came out in 2020 called the kid detective i used to be loved i used to be a kid detective we're all really counting on you i was so far ahead of the game but when i just woke up behind this guy in my homeroom claims he's practiced with the Mets. I need to find out if he's lying. He's lying. So what can I help you with? Somebody murdered my boyfriend. Seriously? Pretty seriously. He was stabbed 17 times. Is it possible he was involved in drugs? No, he would never do drugs. Gambling? No, he would never gamble. Demon worship? No, he would never worship a demon. <laughs> Here comes the kid detective. Someone's following us. This isn't safe. You're trying to see how my head works. Somebody's testing me. Have you heard of that? I 
it rings a minor bell, but it sounds like a YA sort of right. tween. And you totally would never pay any attention to it or even see yeah. what it is because it's just called The Kid Detective. So it sounds, we, we both know what we think that is and we don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? You want to see it. This, I'll read you the synopsis. It stars Adam Brody, who's a good actor. He, well, you know who I'm talking about? He was on the OC, I think. Yeah, yeah. No longer a kid, not much of a detective. A once celebrated kid detective, now 31, continues to solve the same <laughs> trivial mysteries between hangovers and bouts of self-pity until a naive client brings him his first adult case. So it's, I can't, I hate that I didn't come up with this idea. <laughs> It really bugs me. It's one of those ideas. It's like he, it, it, it shows him as, as a kid doing all the Encyclopedia Brown stuff. He just knows everything. He, he's solving all these stupid crimes that are pretty obvious. And the whole town goes wild, thinks he's great. He's uh, spoiling, watching movies at home with his parents and spoiling who the killer is going to be because he's figured it out. And, and, uh, <laughs> He gets a uh, solves who, who stole the something from the candy store and wins ice cream, free ice cream for the rest of his life. And cut to Adam Brody walking in up to the ice cream counter <laughs> and the guy looking at him like, what do you want? You know, so he's still coming for his free ice cream. It's great. It's great. And, and I'm going to say, even, what makes it even better is it's R rated R and it's super dark. It is not, it subverts all expectations. It is not, it is what I'm describing, but then it goes darker and darker and you, until the final moment is just like, Oh my gosh, what did I, I can't believe they made this movie. So it's not a perfect movie. It could have used a little editing here and there, and it's has no, you know, it, it shouldn't be nominated for anything except it was made for me, and uh, I just, I just enjoyed it so much, you know that, uh, and I, I highly recommend it if you are a fan of Encyclopedia Brown. You want to know what if things never got any better for him? If he peaked <laughs> in the garage, then. Uh, Maybe mm. this is how his life would turn out. It's, I, it's it's pretty great. I feel Vito coming on. Oh no, I think it's right I, up Jordan's alley. See, yeah, I, I like this pick because I don't want all these movies to be downers. That sounds like a fun movie yeah. that you would enjoy and laugh through. Like all, I don't want every you know every award winning movie shouldn't I'm be not, a bleak. Yeah, I'm not. Time. I my list is not going not supposed to be. Here's who I think is going to win the Oscars. My list yeah, is yeah. what were my favorite freaking movies of the year. So this is definitely what was one I just saw in the last couple of weeks when I was scrambling to see if I'd missed anything important. <laughs> and I, I didn't really feel like I had. So I was like, I heard about this and I'm so glad I watched it. So that's pick four. The kid detective. So I, I only, we only have one more chance to veto and I would hate to veto your number two. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I feel, but I feel like you wouldn't mind because you just get to talk about another good movie. So sure. 
Uh, right, I can't beat a something I haven't seen. It might be my. It might not be my favorite movie of all time. I'll I'll pocket that veto for one more turn. And we'll see uh, what happens. You didn't want Kid Detective to show up as number two. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's up to you. Uh, exactly. <laughs> all right. All right. So. If we're just talking about favorite movies, uh, I've got one that wasn't nominated for anything. It's, I don't know what, the Rotten Tomatoes score is not great. It, it really kind of divided critics. But I loved it. It had everything I like in one movie. It had a, like a rural setting uh, set in Appalachia, uh, uh, in the high West Virginia border. Hillbilly Elegy. Uh, that's in the meh category. <laughs> I was gonna do it. I was gonna do it. I was gonna lead you that way. Maybe oh, yeah. think it was. But, uh, it's set in Appalachia. Uh, it's a crime story. It's a like, southern gothic tale. Uh, it's got religious overtones. Uh, it's about uh, social class and struggle with power. It's got Spider-Man and Batman in it. The devil all the time. How and why people from two points on a map without even a straight line between them can be connected is at the heart of our story and knock them stiff. You ever think about how we ended up orphans living in the same house? I know what my daddy did. Some people would say it's just dumb luck. You take pictures? I do. I see a smile pretty enough to photograph, that is. Others would tell you it was God's plan. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness. That ain't no preacher. He's as bad as they got on the damn radio. When people look back on it, they had no other choice. There's a lot of no good sons of bitches out there. Excuse me, preacher. You got time for a sinner? You know, I studied something. It's called the delusion. A belief that is untrue. It is our delusion that lead us to sin. Delusions! This is a Netflix original. Uh, I assume it was supposed to be in theaters, but just because of this year. Uh, based on a book... Uh, and it just it's it's set uh 1950s i think so it's set in you know not uh, not ancient history but not you know, too long ago but it's just that the the there's a there's a whole lot of characters and a couple different families and their histories are kind of intertwined with each other in ways you don't really figure out until the movie you know the movie explains things as it goes and it's just uh tom holland uh, you know Peter Parker in the movie in the Marvel movies gives a really great performance as the uh, just a young guy trying to make it <laughs> in this Appalachian world. Uh, Robert Pattinson is a preacher that comes to town and is you know really good behind the pulpit and can and sways you know sways opinions of of these people in this small town. Uh, it's got Riley Keough. 
Jason Clark, just really good cast of people. And it just, it mixed up all, I said, all the things I like in fiction into one, into one piece. And it wasn't for everybody. It didn't wow every critic, but it, it really did it for me. Well, I'm gonna have to think of a better word for dark for a kid detective. Cause I, I said the kid detective was dark, but so then what I would have called devil all the time, dark. It but dark. it's it, you need a, a harsher word, I think. Yeah, yeah. Man, I don't know. I know Cooper watched this because he brought it up to me. He really liked it, but he um, he's a big Tom Holland fan, so. Hmm. Yeah, it's family. Uh family ties in these hills and hollers in West Virginia and Ohio and uh, crime, crime story and uh, a veteran, you know, coming back from the war and PTSD. And it just mixes up all this stuff into a, a cauldron and then stirs it all up. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'll allow it. I won't veto this. Did you enjoy it? I didn't watch it all, so I don't feel like oh, I need. Okay. I, sh- okay. I, I feel like I, if I'd watched much more of it, maybe I could feel like I could make the call. But I just didn't. I ended up not. It was pretty dark. Um. Okay. What am I gonna do here? Well. I've got two movies left and only one spot. That's a problem, first off. If I veto you, though, maybe what? Maybe the odds rise of getting one of those on here. But I doubt it. Or, I doubt yeah, it. Is there any chance our lists are crossing over here? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to veto you, devil all the time. I don't give a crap about that movie, and so I'll take a chance because if I use put put the movie on that I want on here, and then you would have put it on. This is my last chance to find out. So you, we need a new number three, sir. Pick again. Um, I've got a couple. I'd be okay with. Saving for my number one. The one is kind of the safe pick that's an Oscar nominee this year that everybody loved. And then one is just one that I love personally. So I'm kind of torn. <laughs> well, he can't veto well, again. We don't, so. we don't yeah. care. We don't care what everybody loves. <laughs> yeah. But I loved, I love both the movies, but the one. I, I, yeah, this this list is the spotlight movies we love and we want people to check out. So I'm going to go ah. with, yeah, I'm going to go with another slight, uh, more of a fun romantic, uh, not not a, always a feel good movie, but but also a comedy. I, I I used to go here. Hey Michael, I just wanted to give you a call because it looks like you're still getting some pretty important mail. Kate, just focus on the fact that you wrote a book. That is huge. That? Turn and show me your baby bump. Smile. Guess where I am. Where? In 
Carbondale. Welcome back, right? David Kirkpatrick brought me down to do a reading. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Kate was in my very first class ever as a professor. How's your book doing? Not as good as I would have hoped. What would you think about teaching here? Teaching here? It would be nice to have you here again, Kate. Hey. Oh, hi. I used to live here. Seriously? Hey. We're having a party. You should come. I used to dance in this room like 15 years ago. I was in kindergarten 15 years ago. The whole thing is very restrained. We can go for a little restraint. All right? It's all like possibility for you. Are you coming back? Oh my god. I hated this movie. You hated that movie? It was the worst Ooh. movie I saw this year. You're wow. regretting that veto. Wow. <laughs> Let me see how far down it is on the list here. It's this really was... far. Give I don't know. It's maybe not my worst, but I thought it was just such a bad movie. But I'll listen to you. Well, now I'm now the pressure's on. This is uh, oh, it. sell it to me. <laughs> Tell me a movie I watched and hated. Well, you don't love Gillian Jacobs to the degree yeah, I, I do. I, I love her. So I not to the it. degree I. <laughs> uh, apparently not. Not to look past this. So she, uh, she is a published author, and she gets a book deal and is going to go on a, a tour of uh, to sell her book, and gets an invite from her college to go speak at her college. And just before she goes, she, she finds out the sales are in the tank and they've canceled her book tour. And she's basically a failure as an author. So she has to go to her alma mater as the conquering hero, who's a published author and all the kids are going to look up to when she's really just a failure. Uh, and her old professor is Jermaine Clement from flight of the Concords. And he plays kind of the, the pompous, you know, the hip professor that tries to get along with all the kids and maybe has some inappropriate uh, relationships with two, two uh, younger, <laughs> some of the younger ladies in his class. And it's just her going back to college and being, you know, seeing all these young kids and she doesn't, you know, she doesn't fit in there anymore, but she's not an adult yet. So it's just sort of that, you know, I'm approaching 30 and things haven't worked out and where am I in my life? And it's sort of a uh, uh, figuring it all out sort of movie and taking your own power and deciding what you want to be in life. And I, I don't know, as a struggling writer and a, uh, 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 mostly a failure at what I <laughs> at my chosen path, that was uh, that hit me uh, pretty well. I enjoyed it. See if I freaking wrote a review on this. I gave it. I did give it a. I gave it five out of ten. Five stars out of ten. So I didn't hate it. I do remember it. I watched the whole thing. I did, it didn't like make me shut it off. I I just felt like it wasn't really great writing. I felt it didn't. I you know she, it was what like you said. She goes back to town and now. Suddenly she she's acting like a kid again or whatever she yeah where she went to school yeah and she just. Yeah, she's not the most likable character. No. It's, she's hard to kind well, she of. She never is. She never yeah. tries. Yeah. She's yeah. that's. She played 
who she always plays. I didn't hate it. I do like her. That's why I watched the whole movie. And I like him. I just didn't love the movie. And, the, and there's not much of a plot. It's not like we have to, the Dean's going to shut us down. We got to say, you know, it's just sort of her middling through life and, and just see a couple of good scenes. Yeah. And the, there's a scene where a guy, uh, a, one of the college kids, like gets caught by one of his friend's mothers. Yeah. And they end up hitting it off and like hanging out all night eating popcorn and chilling out. It was like, it was like some I've never seen in a movie before. You're like, you think it's going one way and it goes. I don't know. It reminded me of American Pie or whatever. Uh -huh. uh, the, <laughs> the one guy. Um, okay. All right. So the veto backfired that time. It got a, yeah, it got I don't a know. I don't movie. like either of them. So it didn't matter. <laughs> um, let's see. So I have the number two pick. Two movies I like. I have to get the this one movie has to be on here, so it's not really I'm not really struggling here. And I guess I don't think you'll pick it. Because I think you just watched it recently, if you watched it. And that is It's gonna be a beautiful wedding. Here you are. Standing on the precipice of something so much bigger than anyone here. But always remember, you are not alone. I don't think that we met. I'm Sarah. Niles. Hi. Hi. It's going to be a beautiful wedding. Good day so far? Today, tomorrow, it's all the same. You, what is going on? Hey, get out of the water, girl! Guess you followed me. It's one of those infinite time loop situations you might have heard about. That I might have heard about? Yeah. The second you fall asleep, it all just goes back to the start. I drove all the way back home to Austin, and I still woke up here. One time I smoked a bunch of crystal and made it all the way to Equatorial Guinea. It was a huge waste of time. Well, then what's the point of living? We kind of have no choice but to live. No, I'm going to get out of this. Suit yourself. See you tomorrow. Palm Springs. Watched it last night. Watched it last night. I watched it today for the second time. I had not watched it for months since it came out. Cliff, you watched this, Palm Springs. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it. I liked and it. I, I, yeah, I liked it, and I liked it better the second time. Once you have – once there's nothing to figure out anymore, it's nice to revisit some of these movies and just, you know, see <laughs> the little details that they put in. And it's about, a, you know, Andy Samberg play, plays a guy stuck in a time loop in Palm Springs. He goes to a wedding with his girlfriend and just ends up – because of extenuating circumstances gets caught in a time loop and uh, he is hitting on Kristen Milioti, who I love. That's another reason I love this movie. Uh, <laughs> she's great. And they, you know, spar verbally spar and get to know each other and he gets her stuck in the time loop. Right. Very quickly. And then, uh, it's just a really good movie. It's a clever way to uh, 
again do the groundhog day trope that we see a million times but i it's one it's it's not groundhog day that's the pinnacle of it but this is a, a very good take on it and i think it really for me it showed better than groundhog day what why we love groundhog day movies why we like time loop movies because of the relationship hmm. aspect and you know they're so worried about getting out of this loop and then realizing that it doesn't we're all we are all in the same loop we're li we're all living in a loop where we go through the motions every day and you know what if you never get out of it at least hope that you're stuck there with somebody you like with people you can enjoy spending time with and it's not you know a living hell you know so that's that seems to be always the basis of any time loop movie is it's a reflection of how how we are all in the loop and i think this one does it the best as far as showing what a relationship how the reflections on a relationship, what that is, why, how, even if it you're stuck and it's terrible, you know, do you hate, hate the other person? Well, you know, of course, <laughs> but can you, but would you rather be anywhere else? You know? Yeah. This hmm. one, the one line was, uh, you know, what if we get sick of each other? It's like, we're already sick of each other. <laughs> right. That'd be great. Right. That's marriage. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You've heard all the same stories over and over again. You, you have a, yeah, I'm I'm not the biggest uh, Andy Samberg fan, but I think he's really good in this role as the guy who doesn't. You know, it's it's a metaphor for you don't want to change things, you don't want to make a leap and commit to something that's you're mm -hmm. unsure of. Just stay in your rut, stay where you are. It's it, it's it's safer and more careful there. You know, falling in love and trying something different is a big leap, and not everyone is ready to take that. Yeah, and I, and I also love the. You know, Groundhog Day is just sort of a random day where there's no, there's nothing really tying him or his life to that town. Whereas this is, you know, he, he's stuck in a day where his girlfriend's going to cheat on him and he's got to go to this wedding. Like it, it's, there's a lot of stuff in his life in it and her, where she wakes up every morning is something, you know, yeah. there's more to it. And it's, it's a, there's, yeah, there's Those more pieces. personality and character development. Watching it a second time, those pieces really were well placed. There were so so many things that happened throughout Revelations that slowly came out. You're just like, oh, I see why. You know, you see just the way it was written. Like, okay, this had to have happened. One person had to have always woke up before the other person, and then you know, this is why they wrote it that way. And just like a perfect thing. And then a J.K. Simmons' character in it is a great touch and. It's just it's just a great movie. I, I just I love any kind of time traveling movie anyway, and this was definitely the best one last year. And I I want to keep it in my mind, so I'm I have to have it on here. And I didn't see you it coming out of you, so it's the number two. Hmm. Yeah, uh, literally the last movie I watched, and it, it's very high up my list too. I I'm. I really enjoyed it. Um, 
So how much did you enjoy it? How high up your list? You just said it has to be on the list, so I'm afraid. I don't think I would call it number one. So I. Okay, well that's why I'm glad I got it on here. I don't want to wait. I two in a row now. No vetoes. I feel like I'm a coward. I'm a veto coward. (laughs) Oh, you! I I can't. If you would have vetoed that boy, that'd be a good show. Um. All right. Here I'm worried. I get pick number one, and I'm. I'm worried, you know, we're, we're gonna get the we're gonna get a laptop slam down or <laughs> something's gonna happen if I say the we'll wrong see. thing. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So at number seven, we had Boy State. Number six, Promising Young Woman. Number five, Never Rarely, Sometimes, Always. Number four, The Kid Detective. Number three, I used to go here. At number two, Palm Springs, and Jordan with the number one pick. For 2020. Uh, This movie, I wasn't expecting, I can't even, I expected nothing from this movie. Ended up loving it, but I didn't, even till this afternoon, I wouldn't have said it would be my number one. But I just kept looking at this list, and there was just nothing I liked better. I'm excited. So, um, I'm going to say the number one movie of 2020 was Borat, subsequent movie film. Fourteen years ago, I released a movie film which brought great shame to Kazakhstan. But now I was instructed to return to Yankee land to carry out secret mission. I go to America! What do you say? No, it's not me. People may recognize my face. I would need disguises. This man sex criminal? No, no sex criminal. I will take this to be a fat like American man. Yeah, this is a good one. Where is his crumb? What is problem, officer? Got somebody that's strapped to the top of your car. You need to sit in that passenger seat, boss. Only men and bears are allowed inside car. I'm here to give my daughter as a gift to someone close to the throne. I need dress with real sexy peels. Uh, this is a bag that just goes mm. over the dress. They're nice. I really like this. Let us present Sandra Jessica Parker Drummond. This one with the baby on it. I have a baby inside me. Can you take it out? No, we cannot. That's not what we do here. I feel bad because I was the one who put the baby in her. Did you ever put one in your daughter? No, I did not. It was everything of the original without being the catchphrase. You know, it's not like we heard quotes from this every day, but it was... The humor was on par with the original, but it added his daughter, Maria Bakalova, who was Oscar nominated, which just added some other entire element to it of heart and family and like, you know, a a point to the the, the silly humor, plus the politics that it influenced the elect, you know, it influenced American politics like it was talked about 
on the news and yeah. you know we it, got rudy it, it with his hands down his pants you know rudy giuliani was the <laughs> biggest star of the movie basically and it changed his political fortunes to some degree it took place during the pandemic it had to deal with all of that so it just mm-hmm. i don't know and it it's really really funny it made me laugh quite a lot that the scene where she swallows the little baby in the cupcake and they have to go talk to the doctor about getting this baby out of her. It's like, it's arms are like this. It's going to hurt. I, I la- That's the hardest I laughed all year. So I, there's other great movies on this list. There's other Oscar, there's things going to win Oscars, but I, there was, I didn't enjoy a movie more last year than Borat. So tell me I'm wrong. I will accept it, but no, the greatest trick that, that he pulled is that several years ago he made a movie where he had he went around as this guy and he tricked tried to trick people into saying what they really thought and then he had to come back this past year and make it interesting when everyone already says what they think now and no one cares yeah yeah and he found a way he found a new take on it and it that was what was amazing to me because I, when I went sat down and watched it, I thought, how is he going to do this? There's nothing anyone could say that will have the effect that the first movie had because we are at a different time. Everybody is captured saying everything. We've saw the biggest buffoon say all the things no one should ever say, and it doesn't matter anymore. So, so what can he do? And he did it. Yeah, that is the shock of the first one. Look how stupid and racist the average American is. Look how, how look how little they know about anything outside of their own country. Look how small-minded they are and easily led to sing songs about throwing Jews down wells. Like you, you can you can lead them to this nonsense. That was shocking. And you're right, it's less shocking now. So this one what this one did, it met, we met some people who were amazing. That babysitter who tried to like she didn't want to overstep, but she wanted to, you know, maybe you should talk to your dad and do this. And the the lady at the the the, at the synagogue, he walked oh, what in. What a those sweet ladies. He walked, <laughs> I, and I cringe is overused. But when he walked in dressed like a quote unquote Jew with yeah. the long note, I was like, oh, this is horrible. Like, this is gonna yeah. be so awful. And it was the best. It was the sweetest, life affirming yeah. scene in the movie. And yeah. it was, and I said just, and you know. Him and his daughter. Who knows how many from... old ladies he had to offend before they got that <laughs> shot? Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, and then you add that to a you know, father-daughter story of him coming to appreciate her and a feel-good ending and a you know, family. It's a family movie, really. <laughs> yeah. I uh, It was in my top 15. Uh, I really liked it. And I'm perfectly comfortable with it at number one. I knew you'd come through with something we, I could live with. Ah, excellent. We did it. So our number one is Borat. <laughs> I, I tried to change it 50 times. I'm like, uh-huh. something's better, right? And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I, I, well, it the terrific. trick to do it is just keep picking shittier movies <laughs> and it'll push it to the top. <laughs> ah, see? all these other movies you want to talk about and now we don't have to well there's got to be some runners up we could just 
Oh, yeah. no. I feel like we're breaking the rules. Oh. Uh. <laughs> we can do uh, I'll give you uh we can we each have two runners up. Oh, good grief. No, one runner up. <laughs> Three. <laughs> oh Six. my god. Okay, yes, we can say some. There's a billion. There's a billion. Well, get, I stopped I yeah, stopped yeah. numbering at 15. Okay. So there were some things below that that uh they're fine but nothing that was, you know, unmissable. I had Birds of Prey in my top 15. That's the only superhero movie from last year. We mm-hmm. both enjoyed Agreed. that. Agreed. King of Staten Island was 14. Too long. Like, Appertown needs an editor, but the, 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 the scenes, some of the scenes just went on way too long, but it, it, there was a good core there. Uh, the Old Guard, I really liked. The Netflix movie uh, based on the Image comic. Charlie Theron, I thought that was really fun. Vast of Night, this, that sci-fi movie that was almost a, like a radio play that was filmed. Uh, Bill and Ted was fun. Uh, Sound of Metal, I was wondering if that was in your top. That was the other three. movie. Is that, that was the other? The, yeah. the one I couldn't get on there because you was, wouldn't was, pick one of my five. Yeah, that was what I was guessing. It was my number seven. I it. Great performances. Really good movie. Uh, Nomad Land I had in my top five. Just watched that one this week. I'm not sure I loved it, but I like I I kept getting emotional. Like just sitting there watching it, and I don't know why. I was like tearing it's like, up. Uh, it's like a Terrence Malick movie. It's just like it's yeah. just like stretches of beautiful vistas and making you feel like what if I was a nomad? What I... <laughs> oh, I was getting ready. I want to get in. Oh, yeah. It was a very painted, very romantically. We talked about that movie for a second. I, I, I did enjoy it. I love Francis McDormand. Um, I, but I, it wasn't what I think some people interpret it wrong. They think this is a movie about this nomad life. And it's not like it's, you know, they, it's, it's too close to a docudrama type thing. Like, ooh, put the star in with the poor people. What yeah, is that? Well, yeah. uncover, undercover, undercover star. You know, it's not. It doesn't work well that way. And these people that are in there are real people, obviously, and they're going to go back to. They're going to keep doing that. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of a weird way. I didn't. I I liked, but didn't like that about it. It took me out of it sometimes. But I think the the note I had put in my little review to remind myself about it was I determined that this movie was not about the nomad life. This movie was about one woman finding the life that was right for her. And and yeah. and because, you know, circumstances, you know, and, and so many movies this year are about America and the economy and blue collar life and and you know people on the fringes of society who who don't have upward mobility and chances at doing things that you know, people with money can do so yeah as far as that goes yeah i you know i any job i ever had as a kid i worked with someone like these people who you know they were really hard workers and they were really sweet but they just had really hard lives and you never knew you never knew their full story and what right. was going on with them you know some people Unlike her character, some some people don't even have an option of doing anything else. So right, right. that's why they had 
reviewers were pretty hard on that aspect. I was just like, listen, it's just about this one person. So you have to kind of leave the rest of it. And the other, I would like to say something about Sound of Metal for a minute. I, I really like that. And of course he's great in it. And all the sound editing is incredible. How they make you experience what it's like to lose your hearing. And it kind of hit me like, I mean, you guys know I, I used one headphone here a couple of years ago and I had trouble with my hearing. And so it was like, I really connected with this movie when suddenly you're like, I can't hear. And he's kind of in denial where I felt like I was crazy trying to tell, tell doctors that I'm not going deaf. It's that's not it. It comes and goes. And, mm. and they wanted to give me, get me a hearing aid and everything. And like, they were determined to make fit me for a hearing aid. It's like, I'm not just averse to getting old. I'm telling you, I don't need a hearing aid. It's something else. And it took for, I mean, I was getting sick from, uh, inner ear things, you know, it's like, couldn't keep my equilibrium, couldn't walk, you know, and eventually it was solved just by being, it was just an allergic thing, just by being able to use a nasal spray, mm. it cleared it up. And, and it's just like, if we hadn't figured that out, I, I, you know, it's just like, so when he lost that, I was just like, oh, I know that feeling, just how frustrating, but his, of course, to the nth degree. He's and just being, that, yeah. being super stubborn about it and again not not accepting like he's he's gonna get oh. out of there he's gonna get back to normal and it's having to accept maybe there is no normal and it's like that's that's a hard yeah the whole the whole watch. deal yeah just that's a tough pill to swallow not that specifically any change in your life that is some major thing that you have to accept and the sooner you accept it the better but people don't want to and the fact that he can't even the fact that he d doesn't accept it one day you know he waits one day and it's too long and it's like that we who who of us doesn't hasn't done that so I, i'm you know accept accepting a situation ignoring something that's going on in your life that's a problem just because you don't want to deal with it. And then that, then it becomes a huge problem. You know, that's everybody's went through that. So this is a great example of that. And I didn't even realize until I compiled the list and put it all together and I started making notes so I could double check everything. Uh, four of my top six movies had female directors this year. Tons of people of directors of color and female yeah and six out of the top 15 so just a little less than half of my top 15 movies so I, they didn't become they're not on the list because there's a female director it just it's it was an interesting thing to notice that you know in, in a lot of years past you know the, the oscars would struggle to nominate one female like there, there's a really good uh mix this year and my last one i want to mention is from a female director a documentarian dick johnson is dead did you see that one? Yeah. So this is she's a she was a documentary filmmaker and she lost her mother to dementia and realized she didn't have a lot of footage of her or any photographs back when she was her normal self and that really hurt her. And so she realized her dad is starting to slip away the same way. So she decides to just film everything and 
the the gist of it is she she wants to film fake death scenes with him of all the crazy ways he might die and that's just a that's just a way in to you know dealing with their relationship and watching this really caring funny warm guy slip away on camera and you know they have to take his car away from him because he can't drive anymore he has to move in with her because he can't live alone anymore and it's just these steps closer and closer to the end and i just i had an aunt pass away a couple weeks ago who same thing she this last year or so it just got worse and worse and she just stopped recognizing people she didn't know where she was and it's just it's bad enough to lose someone but to lose them while they're still here is really tough and this movie does a really good job spotlighting that the good and the bad like the warm feelings and the like they they uh stage his own funeral so he can sit and watch <laughs> as everyone toasts him and, stuff. and it's a really warm lovely scene and then there's also some really heartbreaking stuff so i oh yeah. I, th- I thought this was the, the the hands down the best documentary of the year when he really was getting more deeper and deeper into it i've really felt sorry for that guy a couple of times i was like oh can you guys stop this this is like <laughs> really kind of making me uneasy yeah they were trying to get <laughs> more out of him than he was yeah. uh yeah uh i uh, the five bloods is there's some great stuff in there delroy lindo got you know screwed um and chadwick boseman's great in that and phenomenal in ma rainey's black bottom so if you were able to catch any of that you definitely yeah, I, should. Th- that didn't seem like my type of movie and it's very it's just stage play just sort of yeah. put on camera De- i would never but, think i would have liked it and but chadwick villa davis is great yeah she's always choosing chewing scenery but chadwick boseman was amazing i assume it's his final role but yeah yeah he was he was phenomenal in this movie last thing i'll say is the wonderful animated movie this year wolf walkers it's on apple tv plus you should check it out <laughs> all right there you go new format same old poobah <laughs> not, not really right. <laughs> this is the first annual something else award yeah yeah right. <laughs> yeah first annual movies nobody watched but us <laughs> Right. Everybody can watch the Oscars. They know what's popular out there. You, you come here for something different. So yeah. hopefully something in that list made you think, huh, I might watch that. And you go check it out and find a new favorite for yourself. The Kid Detective. The Kid Detective. What is that on? I had to rent it on Prime. Ah, okay. Ah. Maybe I'll see it by 2021. I think if that would have been on Netflix... That movie would have been on Netflix. It would have been an enormous hit. Mm-hmm. That's not saying much. There's some crappy movies on Netflix <laughs> that are enormous hits. All right. Thank you for sticking with us through the 2020 Poobah Awards. My name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Goodbye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.
www.thepodcastnetwork.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow, the Pop Cultured Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show kapow the pop cultured podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, please sign up to be a patron through the Podbean app or our website, www.udownwithkpp.com, to receive special content and early access to some episodes. We are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will always remain free, so please continue to like, comment, and share. <laughs>